Hi, and welcome to the Sailorville Church Podcast. My name is Abe Miller. I'm here with Pat Nemers, and uh, this podcast is going to look a little bit different than we have done in the past. Yeah, kind of weird, because we're going to be talking about this book. This book? What book are you talking about? <laughs> uh, well, we, uh, we're going to talk about the book Retractions, which, uh, which is uh, released here in just a couple of weeks, and... Uh, and I'm right now. I I told uh, I told you a little earlier, Abe. I'm going to start out with my uh, with my dedication. Would you like to know who I dedicated my book to? Oh, please. Okay, it's dedicated to Abe Miller, whose boldness has saved me from making this a four volume series. <laughs> <laughs> that is really what I really did dedicate it to you. And uh, I want to thank you for writing an endorsement, even though I haven't put it out there in public just yeah, yet. Yeah. All jokes aside, it was very, very meaningful to me. So. It's meaningful to me. It's humbling that you would put that in there. So mm. so let's back up the train a little bit. Like okay. you, you seriously wrote a book. Yeah, I seriously did. <laughs> I mean, this has been something that I know you've talked about for years that you've always said it's kind of been a dream of yours mm-hmm. to, to write a book. And um, I mean, tell us kind of how, how did that start? Why did you want to write a book? And then why did you land on retractions? Yeah, there's a lot of questions there. And it's, uh, truth is, I, I, I have wanted to write a book for many years, but I never really uh, knew what direction I would go. I thought about an autobiography after I got older, older than 50. I thought, you know, I'd probably be ready to write an autobiography, you know, autobiography someday. But that just didn't resonate with me as something that would take on necessarily uh, you know, catch on, so to speak. But really it was about 12 years ago, uh, as a result of, uh, you know, you know, some, an incident that occurred. I actually write about it in the introduction. The introduction of this book is really kind of sets the pace of the book Mm -hmm. and it's really important. I mean, I only say that because, you know, if you're like me, a lot of people will look at an introduction and say, Oh, I don't need to read that. I'll just go to chapter one when you can do that. But I think, I think the, the, the reader will miss out if they don't read that introduction. And I do tell about, the background to this. Um, uh, so I, I was, um, you know, I was out in, in Oregon, in Cannon Beach, Oregon, you know, 12 years ago, my wife and I were doing a pastors and missionaries and wives conference. I was the keynote speaker to, and, and, uh, and truth, truthfully, it was a high honor. I mean, it was a really high honor. Some really neat people were there and we met a bunch of cool people and beautiful location. We love traveling and all that kind of stuff, but our hearts were super heavy going out there. And I, you know, this, eh? but, and cause you, you lived through this with mm-hmm. me, but in spite of the fact that things were just going like a whirlwind here, we were planting churches. The church was growing. People were getting saved, getting, coming to know Christ and getting baptized, but uh, I had two sons that were just, uh, you know, just, they were just, uh, I was dying by death by a thousand cuts with those boys on a regular basis yep. every day. And particularly John, John, our youngest was really in a bad, bad place in his life. It was, it was, uh, it was just borderline scandalous, but because he was 16 years old, it wasn't quite scandalous. And my, and I had already told the Lord, I won't take any other speaking opportunities. And I didn't, I mean, I, 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 I absolutely cleared my calendar for a year and did no speaking opportunities it, with the exception of that Cannon Beach, uh, agreement, which I had agreed to a couple of years earlier, earlier. So I needed to keep that agreement. So we went out there with super heavy hearts and it was while we went out there that my wife and I talked about, you know, what if we just 
opened up to these pastors and missionaries as we preached to them during Q&A or something and just told them what what was going on in our lives. I mean, what was the worst that could happen? You know, they kick us to the curb, I guess. But we didn't figure that would happen because, you know, these were our peers. And not only did it not happen, they our open testimony of what God was doing, how God was humbling us just opened up all of their hearts. And one by one, pastors and missionaries and their wives were coming to us, weeping, telling their stories, thanking the Lord that somebody had given them an opportunity to talk about their wayward child or whatever. Yeah. And it became so meaningful to me. The, the seed thought in the book was planted in my mind at that time. You know, what if I wrote a book that really highlighted my failures? And how God took me through those failures, uh, my sins, my failures, my blunders in life, be it things I made, decisions I've made, words that came out of my mouth, uh, and just wrote about it, how God, uh, you know, would lead me through that. I knew, I, I knew right away the thought when it came to my mind, I thought that would be unique. I mean, yeah. I don't read books like that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so that's when I started thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah, and retractions. I mean, that's the that's the title, and then there's a subtitle. The subtitle is cultivating humility after humiliation. Yeah, and I think you know, I've obviously I've read the book. It, I loved it. It was great. I I I told you when I read it, I I laughed out loud and I cried mm. reading it. Um, I read it. I was reading it by myself, but I I remember laughing out loud. A lot of the stories and a lot of the things in there I've lived through. I've you seen. Have. I've been in the on a on the front row, watching it and watching how you walked through it and and hearing those stories live. Um, but I I do think it it is a unique, it's a unique perspective because I think especially in the church we have this perspective of like pastors have it all together yeah. and everything's great and that's the. That's the public, you know, persona that we have to portray. But I think the book does a really good job of, yeah, the failures and how to how to respond through them. And you know, to, I I mentioned it was really humbling that you wrote an endorsement, and in fact, several of the pastors in our network wrote endorsements. And while they aren't as you know really well known people, I did have some pretty well known people write endorsements. Were pretty cool, yeah. But they didn't know me like you guys know me. And that's what made your endorsements uh, all the more meaningful to me personally. Yeah, yeah. So so just, yeah, give us a little bit of the, kind of walk us through the book quickly. I mean, what is it? Is it a storyline? Is it a, it goes through your life? I mean, what is it? Just kind of give us a quick overview. Yeah, well, the, the subtitle is really the Cultivating Humility After Humiliation. That's That sort of captures the whole purpose and proposition of the book. Uh, Retractions, just uh, the name is kind of a catchy name. I did have some publishers who, uh, one particular publisher uh, really on the cusp of taking it, a fairly notable pu publisher, I might add, but he, they, they wanted me to change the title. And I guess I would have been willing to do it, but it really would, I think it would have broke my heart to change the title. Yeah. And so the publisher who did go with it was really encouraging to say, the, the very word retractions is so rare out there uh, that they couldn't find it amongst 15 million Amazon books. So they said it was my uh, one guy said it's the perfect uh, title. I don't know if it's the perfect title because a lot of people just see retractions. They don't get it. I, and I understand that. But just a little background, I get it from uh, I, some reading I'd done years ago. I came across the fact that Augustine, uh, you know, known for so many other, 
so many other things, uh, besides being one of the early church fathers, wrote a book when he was, you know, when he was in his 20s that everybody, you know, talks about, you know. But he wrote a book when he was 72 years old called Retractionaceous. It was a Latin term, I guess, for for retractions. And it was really his, they were things that he looked over his writings over his course of his lifetime and and saw mistakes, uh, missteps and stuff that he'd made. And he made, and he, he retracted several things. They, they were more revisions than retractions, but that's where I got the idea for the book. But cultivating humility after humiliation, that's the, that's the guts of the book. The mm-hmm. idea is uh, all of us get humiliated in our lives in one way or another. I mean, everybody gets humiliated. Uh, I mean, aging alone will humiliate everyone, you know, physically right, speaking. Right. But most of us have some humiliating circumstances in our life. Uh, it could be a failed marriage. Uh, it could be the death of somebody close to you. It could be some tremendous blunder that you made. It could be your children, yeah, uh, going astray like mine did. And and uh, uh, but they're very humbling. It's one thing to be humbled. It's another thing to be humble, uh, to face it, and then not just face it, and in some cases confess sin. Uh, but then be willing to keep confessing it. In other words. Don't just kind of go, you know, you know, wipe your hands of it as if it's okay, that's done. I don't need to talk about this anymore. That sin's been forgiven. I don't need to talk about it anymore. Well, I don't find that to be true in the Bible. I find people giving their testimonies repeatedly in the Bible from their past blunders. David being one of them, you know, and Psalm 51 is very, very humble testimony. And it's an eternal testimony of David's confession. And I think we ought to have that kind of uh, humility. I, it doesn't. I don't mean you have to hang out your dirty laundry of what you you know all the, you know the uh, the ugly. But you, you know, you're not trying to create images in people's minds of your sins. But but to be humble and be willing to talk about it. I think people are drawn to humility, and this is a book that basically is encouraging you not to waste your humbling circumstances. Yeah, yeah. I think we've talked about this before on the podcast, but I think that's been you know. You have a you have a strong personality. You have a strong presence in in a room on the pulpit or in the pulpit, and um, but you've also you've often been um, you've been confident in your you know your actions and your responses, but you've also been very quick to be humble when you're wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's a that's a great trait that you have. That you know, I think you have led the way for our staff and for our church to say, you know, I screwed up, mm-hmm. I messed up, and here's what I learned about it. And I think that's that's really important for us because that's just not it doesn't seem normal a lot of times. Well, it wasn't always normal for me. It's still not normal, but it was. Uh, it I, I I can honestly say that wasn't me. I was the guy who pulled up the inner lawyer and, and put him to work yeah. uh, years ago, and uh, it's been it's been a ongoing act of grace and growing in grace that's allowed me to to be more like that. And I want to be even more like that if possible, be more sensitive to my, my mess ups. Yeah. And I remember several years ago, you saying that, like, as you get older, you, you, it seems like it just, like you said before, you know, is it'll, it'll humble you. Life will humble you, your kids, your circumstances, your aging, all of those things will humble you. Yeah. And this is just a way of embracing it. Theologically, yeah. we know we're weak. We're sinners. We, we mess up, you know, it's not a card blanche or an excuse for our screw ups, but let's embrace them acknowledge them, be humble about them because there's a beauty. Everybody's drawn to humility and, uh, 
And uh, I want people to be drawn to it for the sake of giving glory to God and pointing people to Christ, the most humble person on earth. Yeah, so this book, is it? Is this book for, is this for everybody? Is this for ministry leaders? Is this for, um, who, who's it for? Kind of yeah. Who's the target written to? No, I appreciate you asking that question because the target audience, a lot of people would say, well, it's, it's, it's young pastors. And that is a, that is a primary part. I mean, I, I want young guys aspiring towards ministry of any kind, be it the pastorate or some Christian ministry. If you're going to be in leadership in any way, uh, that this book is for you because it'll help you to learn things early on, but it's not just for them. Uh, I've had, a, uh, some, some women write endorsements as well. We just put one out last week. We'll put some more out in the, in the future who would say one young lady, uh, who was actually a part of the editing process said, this is a book for young women aspiring to ministry as well. It's for everybody because mm-hmm. humility is for everybody. Right. And so there are my stories. I mean, I tell people it's not an autobiography, but it's very autobiographical. That's why, in fact, it, I in fact I think it's really cool what you just said, Abe. You said you know you laughed and you cried. I just got a I just got a text just the other day from one of the last of the engaged pastors who who read the book. I gave it to all the engaged leaders to read just a few weeks back, and that's exactly what he said. I cried, I laughed, and all that. Mm-hmm. And it is for that, and you all the emotions sort of come out in it, but it's. It's also, he also said, and I was very convicted. And probably, I, I have to say that one of the most encouraging endorsements came from the president of uh, the Association of Baptists for World Evangelism, otherwise known as ABWE, Paul Davis, I'm invoking his name, but it was really neat. He wrote a really powerful endorsement that said that he had to put the book down and repent mm-hmm. from time to time. Mm-hmm. Man, that meant a lot to me. But anyway, I'm getting away from your question. It really is for everybody. It's a very broad base, and uh, I hope that uh, everybody will pick it up. And it, yeah. It's a fast read. Don't you think it's yeah. a fast read? Yep. I, I found myself wanting to keep reading. Mm. I, I, yeah, I, what, what was the next? What's the next thing? What mm. was the next uh, story or what was the next situation? And how did, you know, how did you respond and what did God teach you through it? So, yeah, I think it definitely a fast read. I was going to go back to the endorsement thing. I mean, you've gotten—I've read several of the do- endorsements— um, and they're all very, they're all very encouraging and very positive, but like, what, why do you think, what's, what's so attractive about it? Or why are people responding the way they're responding? Even, even the Paul Davis comment. I mean, what, what, what's, what's it hitting? What part is it hitting that's causing people to really like pause and look at it? Yeah. Well, I think it, to, to quote, and it might be a bit of a paraphrase, but I think it's almost a word perfect. Uh, Steve Byers is is pretty well known in some of our circles. Uh, uh, when I say you know, uh, when I say our circles, our church, Greer Church family. If anybody out there is is familiar with the uh, ACBC Biblical Counseling, uh, Steve Byers is the pastor of Faith uh, Church in Lafayette, Indiana. There's a big conference for Bible uh, Biblical Counseling that occurs there every year. He's a pretty well known guy. He wrote a really nice endorsement, and he kind of summarized the answer to your question. He said, he's, he's, I, I openly, I busted out laughing when he sent it to me. He sent, his, he sent his endorsement. His first line was, somebody ought to tell Pat Nimmers you're not supposed to write books like this. Mm. You're not supposed to write books. He, no, he wrote, then he wrote positive. He said, men write books of their success stories and the points that got them to that, to, to the success. They mm. don't write stories of their failures. And then he mm. Of course, then he turns it around and says, no, I needed to read this, and that's why I'm going to read it again, stuff like that. So I just think it goes back to being drawn to uh, 
a testimony that's not a not a Trevor Mears. Uh, he's another guy who wrote endorsement. He said he said let's I, we need to encourage him because he didn't. It's not like he's running a victory lap or something like that. Yeah. Again, it's just it's sort of a contrarian look back in life. And it is chronological. I mean, it's not an autobiography, but it kind of takes you from my earlier years as a young, really, really young pastor to to some of the more recent days, even within the last couple of years. So there is that as well. You see, you see some of the some of the progression in my life, but you see, I still make mistakes all the way along. And it is, I, you know, yeah. what can I say? I'm still making them. <laughs> Amen to that. Yeah. Um, no, I think I think when I was reading it, the when I was reading it. It, it definitely did make me ask myself that question, like, how quick am I to admit I was, I'm wrong and make it right and learn from those mistakes? I mean, like, because I think, like you said, the inner lawyer, you know, wells up in us and our pride and we don't want to admit we're wrong. We don't want to admit we made a mistake. And yet I think this is just a, a breath of fresh air uh, mm. of saying, no, in, in fact, we should be. And we need to be, and that's honoring to the Lord. And God gets praised in all of it, right? Because yeah. we're we're imperfect people, yeah. And and nobody's perfect. Nobody's got it all figured out. And I think that just opens up that avenue, which I think is great, especially for people in ministry to to read it. Which and anybody, families, whatever. Like, hey, can are we are we okay to be humble? Are we okay to say we messed up? Yeah. And forgive and move on and love yeah. each other. And I think there's something. There's something attractive about that. Yeah. You know, a lot of guys think I can't, I can't share that. I can't, I can't be, you know, expose that sin or whatever. And, you know, people are going to not respect me as much. And I would disagree and say, I respect you more for being willing to admit you messed up. And I think it's probably the key to the longevity of our staff and the camaraderie that we have is there is a lot of give and take. And we, we have little, we'll have little tiffs and we'll have disagreements and we'll have sharp word exchanges from time to time, but there is that humility that pervades the whole thing and it keeps us really, really close. Throughout the book, there are push outs like any typical book will have, you know, those, the push outs, I think is what they call those little, you know, the, uh, highlighted, the highlighted stuff on, on different pages, uh, the quotable quotes and things like that. And along those lines, one of them I thought of was, is I have a line in there where I say, I have discovered over the years that the sooner I deal with my sins, the more sensitive I remain to them. So this gets back to that whole business of being open to confessing those sins quickly and genuinely. And I think the more you do that, the more sensitive you, you remain to your failures, your sins and being, you know, willing to acknowledge them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited to, to have this thing get out and actually be out in people's hands for them to read and stuff. So what, like when is, when's it available? Is it in print? Is it, tell us about that. Okay. So thanks. The book actually comes out here. The, uh, the date for the book to go on Amazon, which you can buy it as an actual copy, or you can, or you could get the ebook is November 17th. Uh, so be looking for it then. And then, uh, on November 20th, that's a Sunday, uh, not here at the church. I've chosen a different location, uh, Sunday evening from five to 7 PM. We're going to have a book launch, uh, party. So I have, I'll have actual physical copies of the book there. So for instance, uh, the, our listening audience could buy it on Amazon for $15, $14.99 or something like that. Half of that for the ebook. But if you were to come to the book launch party that we're having, 
If you're in the area, you come to Ziggy's Coffee Shop on the on the northwest side of uh, of Ankeny on Irvingdale. There, uh, we'll have that. That's where the book launch party is going to be from five to seven p.m. November twentieth, Sunday, from five to seven p.m. And you could buy the book for ten dollars. So that's all we're selling it for is ten dollars. And and the first thousand copies of the book that I personally sell. Not only are we only going to sell it for $10, but I'm going to give $3 of every one of those $10 to the Engage Network and specifically to our church, the church planting residency program of our Engage Network yeah. that will help uh, young men become church planters. So cool. Uh, you could do that. Yeah. So be looking for those dates. Get out to that launch uh, party and yeah, read the book. It's uh, you'll you'll be better off because of it. It's challenging. It's encouraging. You'll laugh. You'll cry, and uh, hope a lot of you get out there read it. Thanks for thanks for taking the time and writing it and giving it to us. I think it's going to be a blessing to the church and hopefully a lot more people around the world. Well, thanks, Abe. It's a real joy. It's this is this is a uh, this is one of the things as you mentioned in the beginning that I've wanted to do for many years. And it's, uh, it, you know, the, the Bible says the desire accomplished is sweet to the soul. And that's what this book is to me. It's a desire accomplished. It's sweet to my soul. And I'm thankful to have your affirmation on it. Yeah. Praise the Lord.